Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise Tim Allen on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from St. Louis, and the results are good. Game one of a big three-game set. It goes the Brewers' way to zip. A shutout victory. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's Evan Heffelfinger. My name is Tim Allen. They get it done. Their 15th shutout of the season. Are you kidding me? Oh, and by the way, they did leave a few more uh, runners on base here today, but it didn't come back to bite them. They got this thing done in in uh, obvious large part from the pitching staff. Corbin Burns, six shutout innings. Now, here's the thing. I, I'm trying to decide which of these big three, Peralta, Burns, or Woody, is is better than the other one. ERAs of 226, 213. What's what's the other one? Two eleven, something like that. I mean, these are crazy numbers. And I got into a conversation earlier today with someone that said, "Well, it's Burns. It's just Burns, hands down." And I said, "Whoa, wait a second here. <laughs> I mean, these other guys. I don't know if you can pick one of these guys. This game here is a snapshot of a playoff game. This game right here is is why the Brewers are going to be a tough out in that postseason." given if the fact they make it, uh, we understand that their percentages and the odds and, and all that, it, it feels right that they're going to make it 42 games left here in the 21 championship season, 42 regular season games left. And they're now 26 games over 500 at 73 and 47. And the road trip here, a 10 gamer, I don't care who you're playing. You go on a 10 game road trip, you know, the old adage is play around 500 uh, on the road, make a little hay at home, and, and you're fine. Well, they're doing a lot better than that on this road trip. I mean, four, five, six, seven, and one through the eight games thus far on a 10-game road trip. And I got to be honest, I don't, I don't want it to sound like a, a loser mentality, but you split the next two games against the Cardinals, I'm fine with this eight and two road trip coming back to face the Nationals. 
The Reds lose today. Thank you, Chicago Cubs. You finally did something decent. They beat the Reds. Reds now sit eight and a half back with 42 to play. This is getting close, guys. It really is. Not all the way there yet, but it's getting close. And now the Cardinals, 11 games back and 12 head-to-head remaining in the schedule against the Brewers, the team they're chasing, obviously. All looks good. All, all of that projects very, very well. And don't look now, Christian Yelich has a six-game hitting streak, had a uh, multi-hit game again today, back-to-back multi-hit games. Now, at times, he can look a little iffy. I get it. He had three strikeouts today, one of them uh, with a game-changing situation, actually two of them in a situation where you could change the game with one swing. But we'll take the win, and that, that's what counts here. A two-zip Brewers victory. Check this out for Corbin Burns. So he throws six scoreless now in this one. In his uh, eight of his last nine starts, he's given up one run or less. Eight of, eight of his last nine starts, Corbin Burns has given up one run or less. Maybe we'll go a little bit further than that. Let's just, let's just go the whole year. 15 of his 21 starts. Got me? 15 of his 21 starts, he's given up a run or less. I'm kind of wondering when we're going to get some really loud reaction and really loud conversations about one of these guys taking home a Cy Young. Because those types of numbers bear out the conversation, that's for sure. You know, we can talk uh, a little bit about Willie Adamas and MVP, but, you know, all things being equal, I've looked around the league here, and, and it just, you know, again, it... There's there's some players that are that are clearly doing better than Willie Adams. I think certainly he's made the biggest impact on this team this year. But in terms of the pitching, 15 of 21 starts, one run or less. I mean, come on, you can't, you can't you can't hardly do any better than that. Brewers get the victory, taking game one. Uh, last thing I will mention here. Um, in the opening monologue is is that uh, you know the. The Cardinals are public enemy number one, or are they? I mean, I think it ebbs and flows a little bit for some. Others say that it's the Cardinals, and I I always say it's the Cubs. Cubs, public enemy number one, just they hate the Cubs, all that. I think there's more people that actually think hate the Cardinals more. They dislike, hates it. Some people, they don't like when I use the word hate, Evan. You know, I, I'm just, that's just the terminology that I use. I, I just don't like the Cubs. I, I hate the Cubs. Uh, but some, more people think that it's the Cardinals, the arch enemy, number one for the Milwaukee Brewers. You're one of them, aren't you? I am. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that I am. I, well, you don't have to be. I mean, you're, you're with the majority here. I, the majority I, of Brewer fans hate the Cardinals more than the Cubs. Right. And I think it's it's something that Cubs fan and Brewers fans can bond over is that we both hate the Cardinals so, so much. I th- I don't think there's a sports franchise that I hate more than the Cardinals. And I'll say the word hate. I don't like saying hate often because, you know, 
we're humans. We should like other people because that's kind of just generally how it goes. How about a but, strong dislike? Uh, it's worse than a dislike. I hate the Cardinals. There you go. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. Don't hold that punch. Uh, Brewers get the two-zip victory over the Cardinals, taking game one of the three-game set. We are live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state of Wisconsin. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. Let's get to our game recap here as uh, the Brewers get the victory. And again, you'll notice a common theme here in uh, – you know, in this game recap, and that is runners left on base. That part of it, I really thought was going to come back to haunt him a little bit. You know, you get opportunity after opportunity, multiple base runners in multiple innings in this one. They leave 13 runners on. All right, the first inning, Brewers, ample opportunity right there. Wong hit by a pitch. Willie Adamas then with a base hit. Yellitz right there. Again, you're, you're looking for the game changer. It just feels if Yelly can come up with a three-run home run or a grand slam or something like that, that it would really get him going. It, does it feel like that to you, or is that just wishful thinking? I'm trying to sort that out internally for me. Maybe it is just being a, being a big-time Brewers fan and wanting you know nothing but the best. You know, in one regard, I look at Yelich and I say, dude, you're just a normal player now. You're just a normal. And then in the other respect, uh-uh. This guy's former MVP. He's a rock star. It's just going to take one deep shot, one deep drive. Three, like I said, a three-run homer, a grand slam, something to spin a game around and just put it into cruise control. I'm torn on it. I am. Bart, I think Bart has a really good take on it. He's been saying that, for the future, he's not worried about Christian Yelich. For the rest of this season, he's a little bit worried about Christian Yelich. And I think that's a good way to look at it. You have to assume that with how good he is and how good he's shown he can be and how sweet his swing has been in the past, that all it takes is an offseason of trying to figure out what happened and for him to come out in spring training and in April and hit 15 home runs like he did in 2019. You know, or does that bury him even more, though, Evan? That's the thing. Does well, he want to d- dig even deeper in the in the mental part of it, or is it just, you know, maybe what you're saying is is go into the physical and your stance and where your hand position is, et cetera. That's also it too. Is could it be a mental problem? I think it's very possible that it could be a mental problem, and that is one of the hardest things about baseball. I, I mean. I played for probably 15 years, and the hardest thing to do was you know that there's something wrong with your swing, but you can't figure it out. So you're trying everything, different hand positions, different foot positions. You're open to the the pitcher a little bit. You're trying everything, and at a certain point, it becomes kind of daunting. It seems like you'll never get a hit again. My freshman year of high school, I had one hit on my JV team. That's it the entire season. And it was miserable, but then I bounced back, and I'm not going to say I was good because I wasn't, but right. I had but- more hits than one in the season. So sometimes it is a combination of mechanics. Sometimes it's mental. Sometimes it's just reps. Sometimes it's by happenstance that you well, find and, out and, that you're and good. And other times it just might be one swing. It really could be. It, ah, like a just- jump shooter in basketball. Some of the best shooters, all they need is one shot to go in, and they know that they're back on track. 
get one to go down and then it, the floodgates open. So that's, you know, again, I'm a little torn on this thing with, with uh, Christian Yelich, but mm, he does have a six game hitting streak. He does have back-to-back multi-hit games. And again, there might be some signs and we're, we're tracking this as, as best we can to find any positive because it, it's just the offense is so different with him being a special player. And right now, it's not that he's a horrible player. He's just sort of a normal guy. He's just one of those guys in there. And then that's the part of it that's tough. So he strikes out with two runners aboard in that first inning. He never swung the bat three pitches. Uh, Eduardo Escobar with a base hit, but they cut down Wong trying to score at the plate for the second out. Omar draws a walk to load the bases. But they let him off the hook. Avi grounds out off Wainwright. And again, he's off the schneid right there. Corbin Burns starts his performance. A couple of ground balls for the first two outs. Then a walk to uh, Arenado. He does steal second, but Burns get, uh, gets a strikeout to O'Neal to end the frame. Into the second, Rowdy Telez, a leadoff double in the second. Line out by Kane. Burns then grounds out to the right side. Rowdy's there at third base for Colton Wong. Wong pops it up. No man's land. Long run. And that's fair. That's right out of the reach of Arnado. It landed in fair territory. That's going to be a double for Wong. Now the throw gets away. Wong on his way to third, and it hits him in the back. Oh, man. All the way to third he goes. A run will score. Cardinals throwing the ball everywhere. It's one nothing Milwaukee. Yeah, there you go. As heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin. One zip in the second inning uh, into the bottom half. Burns puts up a zero. A shutdown. We'll take that. Brewers back at it in the third inning. Leadoff double by Christian Yelich. We'll take that. One out later, it was Omar Narvaez. Starts with a curve here. Narvaez sends one to right field. That's down. That is going to go to the wall. Yelich scores easily. Narvaez into second base with a stand-up double. It's an RBI, and it's 2-0 Milwaukee. I think the Brewers are uh, looking for that curveball a little bit more second time through. Yeah, looking good right there in the third inning. Two-zip. Corbin Burns, another shutdown inning. One, two, three in that bottom half. Into the fourth inning, it goes... More base runners for the crew in that fourth inning. Kane flies out. Corbin Burns with a base hit. Colton Wong with a double, second and third with just that one out. But uh, Adamas works a walk to load him up for Christian Yelich. He's up 2-0 in the count. Ends up striking out, looking for the second out. Escobar grounds out. Brewers get nothing out of that bases loaded one out situation into the bottom of the fourth. Burns in and out of trouble in the fourth inning. Leadoff walk on four pitches. Gets a big out of foul pop up to Arenado. And it looks like he hit Tyler O'Neill there. And I think uh, O'Neill played it well and sold the umpire that it hit him, but uh, clearly not. Uh, hit the knob of the bat. A uh, good challenge by Craig Council as he has to go back into the box and ultimately works it full and then strikes out looking on a great pitch by Burns. 96 on the black, sit down O'Neal. Burns is something special, guys. He really is. 
Uh, next pitch, Molina then flies out to deep right. No damage done, just that uh, walk. Two zip into the fifth inning, no hitter alert, by the way. Avi Garcia, one-out base hit in the fifth. He's left stranded there. Ninth man left on base through the Brewers' five innings of offense. Bottom of the fifth. Quick, one, two, three. No hitter alert. Fly out, ground ball, fly out. 75 pitches through the five scoreless. Brewers in order in the sixth inning. First time in the game they had done that in this game uh, thus far. Now into the bottom of the sixth inning. Burns records the first out. And uh, who jinxed the no-hitter? Someone did. Somebody was texting their buddies, hey, Burns is throwing a no-hitter here uh, because uh, it was a base hit uh, by Edmund, and uh, that busts up the no-hitter right there. Goldschmidt then with a base hit to put runners at the corners. Here's where the game turned. You talk about... You know, saving the game here, a save situation, sometimes it does happen mid-game. And it was first and third, two-zip Brewers lead. And Corbin Burns uh, into some trouble with that first and third. One out for Arenado. First pitch, pops it up. Foul. Telez makes the play. That was huge. I was, uh, I was raising my voice at that time. I was super into this game. O'Neal then pops it up to Colton Wong to end that frame. That's huge for Corbin Burns uh, to finish up his performance uh, as he goes six scoreless. Brewers, a couple of more hits in that seventh inning. Wow. Yelich, a leadoff base hit, two outs uh, later. Avi with a base hit. Rowdy strikes out to end the threat. 11 hits for the crew through the seven innings, innings of offense still maintaining that two-zip lead to the bottom half. And Boxberger, Craig Council wanted this game too. Anytime you're going box, Williams and Hader, that tells you something about how bad do you want it, as somebody once said. Leadoff base hit by the cards off uh, Boxberger. He shuts it down after that. Two more hits for the Brewers offense in the eighth, but nothing to show for it. 13 hits in the game. 13 left on base through the eight innings of offense. Wow. Devin Williams coming on for that bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, He does throw a scoreless inning. Did allow a base hit. 21 pitches for Devin. Uh, Four singles in the game for the Cards. Two out base hit by Avi in the ninth inning. There's 14 hits. And 13 runners Left on base for the Cruz offense, Josh Hader, a one-out walk. That was rather disturbing to me. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's Molina, and I, I get that part, but you got a two-run cushion here. It ain't no, no reason you're walking someone. Let him hit it out. It's not going to do that much damage. It'd be two to one at that point. But Hader uh, buckles down and gets it done. 24 save for the Brewers left-hander and the 73rd victory against 47 losses for the Brewers here in the 21 championship season. Is it legitimate time now to start talking Burns, Woody, or Peralta for Cy Young? We'll talk more after the break. If you want to jump in here, 414-799-1250. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 42 to play here in the championship season. Brewers beat the cards. I love saying that. We'll be right back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On The Fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250. 
or tweet the show at 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back. Brewers take game one of this three-game set. A couple of things I threw out there. Uh, one would be this pitching staff, and you know who I'm talking about, Burns, Woody, Peralta. And uh, is it about time for some legitimate talk of Cy Young for one of these guys? And if, if so, which one? And also, it just, it just does uh, run into a good good problem to have, a good question you know, if, if you need the victory, I'm leaning Corbin Burns. I am. As 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 much as I like Woody, much as I like Peralta, I mean, I mean how, how do you not like them all? One game, game seven of World Series, I would probably go with Burns. He's got the, he, he, you know, he's got five or six different pitches. He can figure out which one is working. For example, tonight, the cutter was not working for him. It just it wasn't doing what it normally does, but the curveball was, the fastball was was uh, where where he wanted to spot it. But we'll check out some of these uh, some of these numbers in just a second here, because I mean, they're pretty amazing. Eight of his last nine starts, he's allowed one run or less. Fifteen of his twenty-one starts this season, he's allowed one run or less. How do you not have, you know, maybe? one of the inside tracks on consideration for the Cy Young. I think you're going to have to start looking at one or more of these guys in that conversation. And the other thing is, uh, it happens every time we uh, have a show, Cardinals, Cubs, occasionally we'll, I shouldn't say every time, but occasionally we bring up, well, is the Cardinals public enemy number one for the Brewers or is it the, the Cubs? And you might say, you know, it's living in the moment. It would be the Cincinnati Reds. By the way, they lose tonight. They're now eight and a half back of the Brewers in the Central. Cardinals now 11 back in the Central. 42 games left. It's getting close, guys. Let's get to you guys, get some reaction. We're going to hear from uh, Craig Council coming up. I'm sure we'll hear from Corbin Burns as well. 799-1250. Let's go to Tim in Heartland. Tim, you're on the fan. What's going on, dude? How you doing, Tim? How you doing tonight? More important how you are. I'm doing good. Listen, I want to talk about Christian Yelich. Here's my concern. I know that, you know, everybody's waiting for him to come around and, and do what he's supposed to do, but he isn't. And and I'm not saying to bench him, whatever, but I would try with the offense you have of putting him down in the sixth hole until he's able to get that swing back because he is just coming up at too many crucial times in the game and not either not putting the ball in play or popping up. Um and I don't think it would be much damage in putting him down in the sixth hole because, of course, he may snap out of it, and if he does, you put him back. Well, if you look at the sequencing, and that's what Craig Council is going to talk about, Tim, and that's what you're talking about, is he's wrapped around some really good offensive players. And, and you saw in the first inning, two on, nobody out, he strikes out. Well, then his second A-B is leading off the inning, and then he has a base hit. You know, then then he's a situation where next A.B., base is loaded, yep. and he makes an out. Then the following A.B., he leads off the inning and doubles. Exactly. And when you're, but when you're surrounded with that much offense and you're at the top of the lineup, you got to drive the ball in. And, it, and when you're at the bottom of the line, anything you get from the 6-7-8, of course, is, is a bonus to your team. And and if you want to keep throwing him out, there, you're three quarters away down to the season. Either he's going to come 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 back or he's not. But don't cost yourself runs and the ability to win games at his expense. 
All right, good deal. Tim, thank, thanks for the call. You might be right. Uh, it, it, it may be the next step. I mean, now, again, we're seeing some signs, so you gotta kinda, you got to kind of ride this little wave out a little bit. I think everyone would agree. He's two for five today, three strikeouts, had a single and a double. Uh, back-to-back multi-hit games, six-game hitting streak. So there are some things right there that you can take a look at to say, let's just, we're in it this far. We're winning baseball games. You're afforded the luxury a little bit of riding out at least this wave right here. Does that make sense? Just just for a little while longer. And if he forbid goes on a you know one for twenty one or something, I mean then then I could see that being the next move. Either way, that may be the next move. He was batting cleanup in a game over the weekend. Um, so maybe you're seeing just the early kind of signs of that. Nine nine twelve fifty. Patrick, you're next on the fan. Hey, franchise. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, it's hands down that Cardinals are public enemy number one for me. I mean, I don't think the the day can't come soon enough when I don't have to see Wainwright, Molina, and Carpenter anymore. I cannot stand that franchise. So, um, all very I'll, easily easy, easy guys to to dislike for sure. They've done some heavy damage against your Brewers. Yeah, I just I just feel like I don't know they're the luckiest team in baseball. But um, as far as Yelich, uh, I mean, I think you touched on her earlier. I was just very frustrated with his first at bat. He looked at all three pitches, and I believe his next time up, he looked at the first two pitches again, which were strikes. Yep. And I was like yep. ready to throw the remote through the TV. Out of, but <laughs> um, it was nice. I mean, both hits that he did have. I mean, they were really. They were good hard hits, but um, it's just it's just not driving the ball. But um, I kind of agree with the last caller, maybe to drop him down in the order a little bit. Um, despite despite a little run that he's on, though, Patrick. I mean, he he is on a little bit of a run. I'm not saying it's a torrid carry the team sort of run, but I mean, if you're going to break out of it, he did have you, you said hard hits. Uh, he had an exit velo one ten in one of the doubles on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and tonight, that you know, even that that base hit he had off the lefty that came, and that was a hard, that was a mm-hmm. that was a tough pitch, and he hit it hard to right to left field. But um, so he did have good contact. It was just very frustrating with the first two guys getting on leading off the game, and then he just looked at three pitches and uh, wasn't you, like you Wayne know, was, man. I, I you know what, Patrick, if. You've been listening to this show for years. You know what a big believer I am in game one of a series, game one of a road yeah. trip, game one of a homestand, first inning of that first game of the series, I think means so much. And, and I was losing my mind after three pitches, and he never swung the bat. I, I really yeah. was. You have a chance to change not only the game, and in my opinion, maybe I overrate those tone-setting things, but – you know that 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 got that got on me a little bit. That come on, Christian, you're gonna have to change a game once. Now again, I think you're afforded the luxury. Does this make it okay? Does this make it acceptable to Brewers fans? The fact that you're 73 and 47, does it sort of ease the blow on giving him every opportunity before you move him to five or six? 
Well, I think that's what we're going to hear from the manager, but I'm not sure if that's how I feel. Um, I just, I don't know. It's a tough one. And as, as far as Cy Young, I mean, I, I agree. I probably want to see Burns or Woodruff in a game seven. But, man, when you look at Peralta's numbers, when the, I didn't realize the last start, like the league is, he's like leading by 30 percentage points at an all-time career batting average low against. Batting them. average like against. Best. Yep. yep. That's just, that's ridiculous. Um, like 139 or something they're batting against him. So it's tough to lean against uh, Peralta, but um, I was just glad that we that we could talk about a decision like that rather than something else. <laughs> Big time. Oh, absolutely. Patrick, thanks for the call. Great talking. Uh, Brewers baseball with you. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. How about unprecedented? I would say co M uh, co Cy Youngs, but what would you make three? I don't know how you would word that. Evan, how would you word that if it, if <laughs> three guys here in the Cy Young? Uh, a a triad? I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a trifecta. It's incredible to think that the the Brewers aren't going to have a Cy Young this year because three of them are too good. It's when does that happen? When right, it's like like they're cannibalizing the legitimacy of each other by all doing that good. And you want I don't think there's any hostility, of course, because the no. team's playing well and they're all doing well. But I mean, d- does one of them think that they deserve it more than the other? And do we as fans think one deserves it more than the other? I have honestly put a lot of time and thought into it, and I can't rank them. I can't. It's too hard. Their numbers Burns, are too similar. They, they're all very similar. Very similar. But, I, you know, I would say Burns in, in a slight edge just because I think he's just a little more on the uh, more almost a, a methodic surgeon type pitcher. You know, it's a more precise pitcher where Woody's just like, hey, man, I'm just going to throw country strong at times, and I'm just I'm just going to challenge you. Whereas Burns is more of a I know where your hole is, I know I can hit spots kind of guy. And then Freddie is just going on all sorts of adrenaline. It's crazy. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back. We're going to hear from Craig Council, Corbin Burns. Uh, as uh, if you guys want to jump in here, 414-799-1250, two-zip Brewers win. Uh, with a pitching staff like this, is no surprise. Real quick, Tim, uh, Rob just called in and said it would be a try young. A tri- <laughs> there you go. I love it. A try young. I've never heard that. I love that. Yeah, see, you, you, need, to, you need to corner the market on that, Rob. That is awesome. Wow. All right, we'll, t- we'll take that. Uh, again, 799-1250. Uh, it is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Two zip, their 15th shutout of the season. That's really when you think about these types of numbers. I mean, it shouldn't surprise us, but it's still pretty damn impressive. 15 shutouts on the season thus far. There's still 42 games left. There's still an immaculate inning or two coming. There's still a no-hitter coming. One of these guys is going to haul off and be on. You, you just, I don't know if, it, if you were feeling it quite 
tonight. But this this type of talent is almost giving you a shot at that on a on a weekly basis, two three times a week. It's just crazy. We'll be right back. Twelve fifty a.m. The fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan. Brewers get the victory, game one of a big three-game set against the St. Louis Cardinals, and they came in rolling hot, guys. They did, winners of six straight, and they know they need to start making their move here. And 13 head-to-head coming into this game against the crew, and uh, each game that goes by is just really another nail in the coffin. It really is, and it's a big win. It is. I was into this game. It's a snapshot of a playoff game. This is, this is probably how some of these uh, games down the stretch and into the postseason, given the fact that we assume they'll get there, uh, will play out. There's going to be some games just like this. And I really like it. Uh, one of the try young winners <laughs> on the mound for the crew tonight. We'll get to council in just a second here. Let's get a couple more in. Uh, let's go to Dick. Dick, you're next on the fan. What's happening? Hey, how you doing? Um, you guys and a lot of these guys that are calling that it must be bakers because you're sure sugarcoating this Yelich thing. I mean, so he hits the ball to left field. That means he's behind behind the pitch. Look at his body language. When was the last time he drove one to the warning track? Here's what you need to do. For two weeks, put him in the A spot. Move Kane up. What's Kane doing down there who's hitting the ball? If he yeah. can't do it, then send him to Tennessee. Get him, restart his heart. Something's just not right with this guy, and you got to kick him in the butt now. That being said, though, Dick, let, let's just let's just work this out here. Does it make a difference that the Brewers are winning without it? Number one, but number two, wouldn't the reward be worth it to invest everything you can in it? Okay, if if I could see something. Answer my question. When was the last time he drove on to the warning track? I, I agree. The uh, there's really been hard. way too it's, much it's soft not, contact. It's, it's not there. I, I, I agree with you. You said something before that some guy said, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the issue, but not here. I'm not worried in the future. This is a fluke, but you got to do it now. We have a chance with three Cy Young Award winners. I love that guy that called in and said that. Yeah, we got to strike now. If we can get him hitting. Just think of this. So you got to do the radical thing. You can't just do the nice thing. Well, we are coming up on that moment, and and on uh, Dick, I appreciate it. And and you know, again, sometimes the brutal reality here uh, shakes you back in into into form. Um, it's it's it would be such a bonus. If he got going, but again, how long, where's the, where's the breaking point? I think I use that term, the breaking point where you have to do something that's different than what you've been doing two or three holes, just roll him out there. He's playing every day. June 1st, I brought this up. 
and caught a little flack for that. Oh, give them time. It's only a couple months in here. Okay, fine. I shelved it. I shelved that conversation. I said, okay, man, let's go back and revisit this conversation. Uh, if, If nothing changes, let's go back and visit it on July 1st. And then it got toward July 1st, and I'm like, okay, we're so close to the All-Star break. We'll give it to the All-Star break. But when do we have that brutal and very difficult conversation about Yelich? It was not an easy thing. It is dynamic-filled. It is an MVP. It is a game-changer. It's a carry-the-team guy. You have to consider that. You have to consider all those factors. You also have to consider the bat off the ball. And I, Dick, I think you're right in that we just don't see that driving the baseball with some force. Turn the baseball around. Barrel up the baseball. Now, the, the, the hit to left field, I mean, off a lefty, that's kind of where you want to go a little bit. You kind of do. You try and pull stuff lefty-lefty, you're going to roll over all day long. Just ask Jackie Bradley Jr. what happens. You're just rolling over to the right side. Off the end of the bat, you're probably breaking your bat half the time. So, I, you know, that part of it is more of a, a, a deeper baseball thing. But just overall, these little dinks and dunks that, that are pinballing around home plate off the bat of Christian Yelich, if not now, then when is it? Okay, I, I still say th- that we're, we're, we're getting close, but we're not all the way there yet. Some people say we're there, just like Dick right there. We're already there with Yelich. So you're going to have to do something to, to to move it. I say, especially with the last week, how do you start getting on a roll? You start probably the way Yelly's doing now. You just start stacking up a few hits here and there. You're building confidence. You know, I don't know. It's just I would say a little bit longer. What are we at here now? It's August 17th. August 17th. Where do we agree on the on the timeline, the tipping point timeline, with Christian Yelich, where you you definitely move him down five six range? I think is probably the next step. But when is that, Evan? You want to guess? September first is it? Well, it's funny because didn't you officially say July first was when you were gonna first be upset? Right, and then I extended it. I gave a little extension to the All-Star break. I think, yeah, I, give me one more week. If through the, the weekend series he's still just not looking right, then maybe, yeah, put him down to six, move Rowdy Telez up to three and see what happens. Or just slide everybody up. Just, yeah. Just slide everybody. Just lift him down to six and everyone moves up. Could be. All right, let's get Todd in here. Todd, you're next on the fan. Hey, Todd. Howdy, boys. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I, um, you know, I was thinking, um, sitting, you know, listening to the show, I'm thinking, boy, you know, I've been a little bit hard on uh, on Yelich for for a while and uh, to move him down the line. But I think I would. This is what I think I would do. I would give him to the, you know, let's go to September first, okay, and then maybe in the interim. A couple of games, you knock them down to five or six, and just see how it plays out. And then, you know, if if it works there, then maybe you keep them there. But if it doesn't, um, you know, I, I think September first is 
is pretty liberal on uh, giving the guy a. You know what he's doing now with getting on base a few times. The on base percentage is very respectable. Um, You know, I I don't think it would be a bad thing to continue to have him in the lineup. No, no, but you know, I, 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 I brought up a while back. It's like I. If you look at his, I mean, you know, we're analyzing everything on this poor guy, unfortunately. But he looks like he's—he looks like he's thinner to me. So, you know, maybe he doesn't have the weight uh, to to get through it. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, everybody's pulling straws right now. But everybody's on all these goofy, weird diets with no sugar, no carbs, and no this and no that. And you know, he's a California guy, so maybe I mean that's a possibility. I hope you know. I don't know. I don't know. At some point, we're going to get there, though. All right, thanks for the call, Todd. And that's that's the main, uh, I, I guess, bottom line, is if not now, then when? And I say, it's not now. That's, that's just me. Two reasons. One would be you're afforded the luxury to give him every, every, all the time in the world here, for now. Um. And, and you're winning. You're, I mean, you're winning baseball games at the same time. Now, he's not. In theory, Christian Yelich is not costing you games right now. It's not. I don't think anyone is. You, you can't hardly play any better than they're playing right now. I mean, it, really, when you get down to it. So that affords you the luxury. The other thing is, as of late here, we're seeing some signs. That's not just being a homer. Let's just saying, okay, let's let's see. Let's just stay the course. A li- We've already invested this this long. It's already August 17th. How many additional wins would the Brewers have if Christian Yelich was batting sixth? I don't know if you can even measure that. I don't, I don't even know if anyone could come up with that type of answer. I, maybe some, maybe none, maybe, I don't know. And it's just some another angle to think about. So let's let's give it. I say I would say uh, we give it to September first. I think that's fair. That's enough. That's even enough for Christian Yelich to understand. Christian Yelich, I think, needs to get pissed. I think he needs to be a madman. This would be my final uh, hope for Christian Yelich. If I were Christian Yelich, I'd tear apart some clubhouse somewhere. I would just go crazy. Maybe, maybe it's too nonchalant right now. I don't, I don't know. Everyone's trying to figure it out. We're, we're not the only ones trying to figure the, all this stuff out with Yelly, but they are winning baseball games. Big part of that is Craig council. And let's get to counts. Uh, his team takes game one of this three game set, a, a much bigger set for the Cardinals, but still big enough for the Brewers to really get into this thing. And they uh, take game one of the three, 12 left head-to-head, 42 left in the 21 season, 26 games over 500. Here's Craig Council. Craig, we were we were just talking to Corbin about what a different game from last time out with all the strikeouts tonight. There was a lot of balls put in play. He said he scuffed with his cutter, but he sure made big pitches when he needed to. Yeah, well, I mean, he, I don't know, I would, he didn't wasn't quite as sharp as, as uh, maybe the Chicago game, but he um, still pitched really, really well. Um, yeah, I mean, he made some big, big pitches in the sixth, I thought. Um, and, um, you know, I, I just looked at it. They're they kind of curveballs that backed up a little bit, actually. And um, so, but I uh, got two pop-ups there and got out of it. And, um, 
you know, that, that was it really. They made them work for sure. Um, they, they, they took them into deep counts. They did a nice job of that, especially early in the game. Um, but he kept making pitches and his curveball was a good pitch tonight for him. Um, and so it was, it was a good start, really good start. Craig, we've asked you so often about the cutter in him becoming who he is now, but just where is that curveball for you and the importance of him becoming sort of a just as reliable a starter as he is? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 everything for sure. Um, you know, the, the changeup's been a really good pitch. He didn't he didn't use that tonight with with very few lefties in the lineup. But um, yeah, I mean, like the, the you know, it's 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 he's a four pitch guy, uh, and and it's really five pitches because he can sink the fastball in the righty's hands that he uses that he uses very effectively too. So um, it's a lot to handle for the hitter. I mean, he's he's made the hitter have to defend a lot and it's just and it's at a big velocity um and the curveball is is like his his pitch that slows right handers down um and he he throws it effectively throws it in good spots very often craig you guys uh, put so much pressure on wainwright in those first four innings but but only two runs were you worry that maybe you're letting them off the hook too much well, we did let him off the hook. I uh, wasn't worried about it. We did. <laughs> so, but I mean, he, he made some pitches when he had to, uh, in which you'd expect him to do. He made, you know, Yelich, he painted a fastball on Yelich and the bases loaded. Um, made, made a good pitch on uh, Escobar with, with, with some men on base. Um, so again, on Yelich later. So it, it um you know, he made good pitches with guys on base. Um, we, we, we got stuff going. We got rallies going. We, you know, we, a guy made a perfect throw from the, uh, from left field in the first to, to slow us down a little bit in that inning too. Um, so they, you know, he, he made pitches when he had to, they played good defense when they had to. And, and that led to, you know, us leaving a lot of guys on base, unfortunately. Craig, the, the Cardinals were able to bring the tying run to the plate each of the last four innings. I mean, how did you think that the guys, you know, handled that situation and, and closing the game out? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought all three of our relievers threw the ball really well. I mean, the, the pitch Molina hit off box was a, a perfect pitch, really, a really great piece of hitting. Um, you know, I th thought Goldsmith was a nice piece of hitting off Devin, just kind of defending both the fastball and the changeup with two strikes. And then, um, you know, Josh just, you just, Molina was just patient against them, but, but they both, they all had good innings. They all threw the ball really well. Um, and, um, you know, it, and it was a tight game. You know, it felt like it was, you know, we, we did leave them in the game because we couldn't capitalize on some run scoring opportunities, but we, we pitched well enough that, um, you know, that was the difference. Craig, uh, numerically, Corbin didn't have a lot of pitches, 89, but I'm guessing stress had something to do. And, you know, he was coming off of an 8-10 game and some heat in Chicago, too, uh, and plus a fresh bullpen. Did all of that just add up to six was plenty? Yeah, I mean, I, I just – I thought the way the sixth went, um, you know, in kind of combination with what you mentioned was the, was the signal, really. I mean, the, he's, he's, he did leave some pitches up in the sixth. Um and, um, you know, that, that would, you know, it was a situation we'd send him out there for a hitter. Molina had it. Molina was leading off the inning. He had had some nice at bats against him. So, 
bunch of factors kind of went in there that um, I thought that was enough for tonight. I'm guessing you were okay with the aggressiveness with Wong, sending Wong in the first as well. I mean, you made the guy. Yeah, no, that was the throw was. I mean, that's the only throw that gets him. He put it. He, he made a great throw. He put it right on the money, and it, it was. Um, you know, it was. He was. I, I believe he was out, but it was. We were. You know, little, we were close to challenging it, but um, kind of decided to get against it at the end. That allowed you to save that challenge on that ball that hit the knob, right? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which, you, you know, you don't often get those over. No, I was. That's what I was a little, little upset about because you don't get those, and uh, it turned out okay. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Two zip. Brewers shut out the Cardinals. I love saying that. Eight and a half now over the Reds after a loss to the Cubs. Thank you. And uh, the Brewers take care of the Cardinals, now 11 back in the Central, and 42 games remain. So uh, we're, we're starting to have a uh, fun dog days of summer area here as uh, the Brewers, again, 26 games over 500. Play of the game, ABC Audio Video play of the game in this one. Yeah, you don't know when the game-winning hit is ever really, really going to happen in a ball game. You didn't think it was... In the second inning, but uh, Colton Wong back in St. Louis tormenting his old team had the game winner in the second. Wong pops it up. No man's land. Long run. And that's fair. That's right out of the reach of Arnado. It landed in fair territory. That's going to be a double for Wong. Now the throw gets away. Wong on his way to third, and it hits him in the back. Oh, man. All the way to third he goes. A run will score. Cardinals throwing the ball everywhere. It's one nothing Milwaukee. There it is on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Brian Anderson, Bill Schroeder on that call right there. I still say that the TV guys should be traveling with the team. Still haven't really received a lot of press on that. I'm not sure why. Radio guys are. But, no, well. Maybe in September. Maybe maybe it'll happen then. Uh, Corbin Burns, one of the Try Young Award winners for, for the Brewers. That's pretty cool. Rob, I got to thank you. I'd never heard that. I haven't run across that yet. Going to hear from Corbin Burns up next uh, as he throws six shutout innings. A little bit of a no-hitter alert in this one. He was into the sixth with... Uh, one out uh, before Edmund hit him for a uh, base hit. And really that sixth inning at first and third with one out and gets a big pop-up by Arenado and and same deal for uh, Tyler O'Neill, who's becoming quite the ball player as well. But that was a big spot in the game uh, for Corbin Burns and the crew. We'll hear from Corbin up next, 12.50 a.m., The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. 
Two-zip final. Brewers take game one of this three-game set over the St. Louis Cardinals. And things are looking good as uh, one of the Try Young Award winners was on the mound for the Brewers today. Corbin Burns. Here's what the right-hander had to say a short time ago. Corbin, did it seem like as long as it's been since you saw this Cardinals team, did it just feel like you hadn't seen him forever? Yeah, I think it, I mean, it's obviously been, geez, two or three months, I think, since we, since we've seen them. So definitely it was, um, you know, been a while, but uh, yeah, we got, we got a bunch of games here coming up against them the, the rest of the season. So we're, we're going to see a lot of. Corbin, it was uh, such a different game from last time out with all the strikeouts tonight. Did you sense them swinging early in the count, trying to put the ball in play, being more aggressive? Not really. Um, you know, this Cardinals team likes to work the count against me. They try to get deep in the counts. Um, you know, tonight we were just kind of fighting everything mechanically, didn't have the best stuff. Um, you know, Marty had a great job of, of mixing things up with the curveball tonight because the cutter wasn't really there. Only had a couple change-ups in the zone. So, um, you know, we kind of had to mix and match throughout the game. And, uh, you know, credit credit to him for keeping it off balance. And like you said, not, not a lot of punch-outs tonight. So we, uh, you know, had to really use that defense we had. So speaking of Curveball, Corbin, you threw two good ones to those guys with the two runners on in your last inning, popping them up. I mean, it looked like uh, you caught them both off balance swinging at that curveball. Yeah, that's kind of what we had to do tonight. Um, you know, I didn't really have that, that good cutter down and away. Um, you know, the, the cutters I did throw with two strikes, they were up in the zone and they were, you know, they were flyouts versus swings and misses. So, um, you know, the riders were kind of looking out over the plate on me to that's, that's simply what they do. So, um, we, we ran a couple of sinkers in there, but, um, you know, my speed dial is, is always that curveball. So we're able to, uh, to keep them out front and keep them off balance. Corbin, have you been featuring the, the curveball more as part of your game plans or, or is that, is it just your confidence in the pitch that, that it's become such a good pitch for you? Yeah, it's just kind of something how, how the seasons evolved that, um, you know, as far as breaking stuff goes, it's probably the best pitch I have the, you know, the most feel with, and it's something that I can get a strike out with and also, you know, dump it in, dump it in early in the count for, to, to steal a strike. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say that's always the plan going in. Um, you know, a lot of these guys do have some of the longer bat pass where the, the cutter, or, I mean, the, uh, the curveball plays better than the slider. So some of those things that we kind of, kind of look at the lineup and see how it's going to play versus the slider. And, um, you know, the last couple of addings, it's been, been you know, curveball heavy over the slider. Corbin, you, you mentioned this before, but how do you look at this stretch? It's 13 games against the Cardinals in six weeks. Uh, just how, what do you think about the importance of getting the, the first one in that stretch? And how do you look at, do you look at it like a chance to sort of end their bid to get back in this division race? Yeah, I think so. I mean, for, for them to get back in it, they're going to have to, to, to you know, beat a lot of, win a lot of baseball games and that's going to include beating us to, to get back in. And so, um, you know, I think their path to the postseason is probably going to, is going to come through us. So, um, you know, this is obviously a big series for not only, not only them, but for us to, to continue playing good baseball as we, we head into you know, the end of August here and into September. So, um, you know, we've been playing good baseball. We, you know, I think we put up geez, 13 or 14 hits tonight, just could manage to, to, to get some big notch for the runs, but um, you know, it was, it was enough tonight. Corbin, speaking of that, all the hits, what, what do you think when you see Adam Wainwright pitching at that level and getting out of these tough spots? He's about to turn 40. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, 
you know, having 20 plus years in the big leagues is, is not easy to do. And for him to still do it at a, a really high level um, and really leading that, um, that team to where they're at. So it's, uh, it's, it, you know, it's impressive. Um, you know, his, his calling card is keeping guys off balance. So that's something obviously I, I've watched um, the last couple of years of how he uses his curveball and his cutter and stuff. So um, yeah, we, we, we got to him, just didn't quite get the runs um, you know, on the board early. And, you know, he managed to tell me allow in two and, but just have to be enough. Corbin, were you okay coming out at 89 pitches after six? I know you pitched some, you know, last time out. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved to go back out there. Um, but I think, you know, everyone kind of saw from the, you know, the first inning where we were, we were kind of grinding today. Um, you know, command wasn't there. So to uh, to get to the six there and only be, I think we're at 90 pitches. Um, you know, I, I don't think that there was much doubt in Council's mind that that was going to be it there. And, um, you know, with the with the with the rested bullpen with the off day, just it played played in perfectly to go right to box Devin and Hager. Does that Boxberger Williams Hater trio? I mean, they've covered the seventh, eighth, and ninth so many times this year. It really makes it hard on your opponent, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, you know, when when our job as a starters is to really only get through six innings, knowing that you know they're going to lock it down the last three, it you know makes our job a lot easier to. To go out and um, not necessarily give in in certain counts and and try to uh, you know like a, a good team against the Cardinals just try, try to make them you know swing it pitches out of the zone make them chase a little more um, so that's why the, the you know the pitch count was a little bit elevated knowing that the the bullpen was rested and you know we could go right to them and and, uh, and lock that thing down. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, we'll take a look at uh, tomorrow's matchup, but uh, there's something in there from Corbin Burns that I really, really liked that he said, so I'll get to that in here in just a second. Bill, uh, in Iron River. Bill, what's on your mind? What's going on? You get the final word tonight. Oh, God, I love it. They shut out the Cardinals. <laughs> no doubt. Man, I was going to suggest about Yelich, how about putting him in the ninth hole? Because he seems to be able to start a rally, but I hate to say this, he seems to become a rally killer. Or at least, you know, he's not advancing, keeping the line moving at all. Right, right. right. I, but I know you, you've always mentioned about, you know, having the pitcher bad eighth and Mm-hmm. I think Yellow should be that'd be a good spot for him in the ninth the ninth hole. Yeah, maybe. You know, there's another guy that's hitting a little uh little better than you think. Thanks for the call, Bill. We'll we'll talk again. I know that. Is Lorenzo Kane. I mean hitting what, fifteen hitting safely fifteen of his last sixteen? We'll take that. Hitting about three forty in that span. And tonight he ripped a couple of balls too, just bad luck right at uh, Harrison Bader. Agreed. Yeah, and the one was carrying. I thought it was going to carry out. Uh, so Corbin Burns finally, you know, we, we this popped up during the Giants series, all right, and that was everyone just dripping love over the Giants. Giants are good, no question, no doubt about it. But I just thought there wasn't, uh, there was just too much on the San Francisco Giants and not enough love given to the Brewers. Okay, that being said, it's about time Brewers get a little swagger whether whether or not that's internally, I'm not saying be cocky, but you got to know you're good. And Corbin Burns made the comment here just a, a little while ago. 
about the Cardinals. The Cardinals' path to the playoffs comes through us. Now, that's about time. We start hearing certain comments like that. He didn't mean it in in this big brag way. It was just a natural conversation for him. I like to hear that because it's true. These guys got to knock off your brewers to get where they want to go. That's about time. All right, uh, another one of the Try Young Award winners uh, on the hill for the Brewers tomorrow in Game 2, Evan. Yeah, fastball, MVP, Cy Young, whatever you want to call him, Freddie Peralta is on the mound. Go, coming into the start with a 9-3 and record, a 2.26 ERA, going up against a really tough competitor in Jack Flaherty, the 25-year-old with a 9-1 and record, a 2.65 ERA, a guy that the Brewers have kind of had his number, though, historically. So this dude's could good. be a fun one. Yeah, dude's good. And it could be a quick one. I mean, you know, based on these numbers, yeah, it could be really quick. But each time we, we see this and we say that, it's yeah, uh, you just three, jinxed uh, it right th- there. three hours and 49-minute game or something. I'm looking forward to the postgame show starting at 11.45 tomorrow That's night. true. Yeah, and it'll dip all the way into, into Thursday. Yeah, whenever we say that, you're right. You're right. So I shouldn't have said that. But as long as the Brewers win, I'll stay up all night long. doesn't matter. Brewers get the victory, 26 games over 500. Here with 42 games remaining, eight and a half up on the Cincinnati Reds, 11 up on the St. Louis Cardinals. And again, the 21 championship season in the regular season, just 42 games left. 12 of those games are against the St. Louis Cardinals. So again... Their path to the playoffs has to go through uh, this freight train known as the Brewers here as of late. All right, that's going to do it for us. First pitch tomorrow, 645 Central. After the last pitch, you make the switch. We'll meet you right here. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove for Evan Heffelfinger. That is his name. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. We'll see you again tomorrow. And smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 